anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, back where I belong, deep behind enemy lines in sunny, not so hot anymore compared to the Yucatan, Puerto Vallarta. It's about 82 degrees Fahrenheit here, so a little chilly, a little chilly these days, especially at night when it drops down. But that is nothing compared to the weather that Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell is experiencing, going from, what, 60 degrees to 30 degrees in a 24-hour period. How's that Midwest working out for not you? Not even that. Yeah, not not even that. About 12 hours. We When I picked the kids up from school yesterday, it was a little over 60, had the air on in the truck, and then it was 30 this morning when we were leaving to go back to school, had to turn the heat on. So lots of fun. Yeah. And it sounded like we both had pretty low key Thanksgivings. I was by myself in Merida. <laughs> Not a whole lot going on there. One of the first, um, well, I guess last year, I don't know, remember what I did for Thanksgiving, but I think I had more friends down here. So you might've had like a dinner party or something. This one, I was completely alone. It was very sad, <laughs> but uh, you had a, a little family gathering as well. Yeah, I worked. I worked Wednesday night, and then I worked Friday night. So we, uh, I was only off on Thursday, and we had the two older kids brought their significant others, and we cooked and hung out, and it was it was nice. Nothing, nothing big. Did you guys all get boosted and tested before gathering, per Doctor Truth Science's uh, advice? Or rec- yeah, I guess it's an advice, not. Of course, I had uh, I had my booster of Jim Beam ready to go. It's it's pretty interesting. You know, Merida was very masky still. There were still a lot of people walking around with masks on in Merida. Um, Isla Obash, nobody was wearing them. You know, I, I don't know what it is, like just beach life versus city life. I'm still trying to figure out. I, I guess it's just a different breed of people everywhere. But I was surprised at how many people were still walking around this city wearing masks. I hadn't been to a big city. Uh, when was the last time? I guess like maybe, well, I guess I was in Chicago a few months ago. And there were much more masks in Merida than there, there were in Chicago. It was shocking. I don't know what's going on with these people and why they still feel the need. And Mer- dude, Merida is fucking hot. It's still like 90 degrees there and humid. <laughs> and that's like winter time for them. It's going to get, you know, like 10 to 12 degrees hotter in the summer there. That was something that was uh, a pleasant surprise, I guess, when we were in Chicago was 
it wasn't real masky. I was expecting it to be a lot more so than it, than what it was. So that was kind of yeah. that was a nice nice surprise. Yeah, I mean Chicagoans. It, it it's a very liberal city, but um, they're not like uh, colossal pussy liberals, I guess you would say. And they appear to be. Older. I guess when you're, I guess when you run the risk of getting shot every single day, you're not as worried about wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, dude. Every every couple of weeks, one of my buddies sends me a fucking video. I just saw one the other day of this guy just getting fucking executed, putting gas in his car, and it's just like Jesus, man. I uh, there's just nothing you could do to make me go back to that city for any extended period of time. Um, I mean, it's still mostly confined to certain neighborhoods, but it is like spreading everywhere, and like lots of carjackings, lots of just fucking bullshit you got to worry about and uh whatever did you see the thing um a few months ago where i guess it was back during the summer where brazil was having a severe problem with these like roving motorcycle gangs that were and by motorcycle gangs i don't mean like harley riding hell's angels like we have here like they were riding like basically over uh, or souped up scooters but like they were these roving motorcycle gangs that were like carjacking people and stealing their cars and stealing all their shit and the police couldn't do anything about it so so they were just like whatever take care of it yourself like if if you kill one of these motorcycle carjackers no charges will be pressed on you like you have to take care of yourself so so then there start there are videos that are out there of people like baiting these motorcyclers <laughs> into into coming after them so they can run them down with their cars and shoot them and stuff like it was fucking crazy. Uh, it made for it made for highly entertaining videos to watch, but uh, yeah, I mean there might be some some questionable morals in there, but at the same time it's like you know if you're a motorcycle you know, like carjacker. You kind of get what's coming to you. Yeah. Nobody forced them to do it. <laughs> like, even if you bait them, it's not like you're still not forcing them to do it. You're enticing them. But yeah, I, I've seen some of those videos. I, I don't know if they were like, you know, the ones that you're talking about. But yeah, on like some of these other sites I go to, they'll just be like a bit video of like, oh, yeah, this is in Brazil. And like sometimes the driver has a fucking gun on them which is rare, but yeah. Or they're just like, you'll just see this car, another car, see it happening and come flying in and nail the guy. It's great, dude. Oh, that was the best one. There was one. It was like this, this couple was standing on the sidewalk and it's just a, like, it's the camera shot view down this alleyway. And this couple is standing on the sidewalk and these guys like pull up on the motorcycle and jump off and like rob all of this, all these people's shit. And you see up at the other end of the at the end of the alley, this car turn around and just come like full speed down the alley. And as these guys get back on their motorcycle, the car just hits the motorcycle and both the guys go flying through the air. Like it's, oh, God, it's, it's pretty brutal, but it's also fucking hilarious. Like you you get what's coming to you. Know? Yeah, dude, you get what you fucking deserve. And <laughs> yeah, I wish they would um open shit up like that to the carjackings in Chicago. Because I mean you can conceal carry, but they make it very difficult to do it. Mine, mine expired uh, this past September. I didn't see the like the point of renewing it there. But uh, yeah, I would be. Illinois doesn't have reciprocity with other states either, do they? Or at least they didn't. Uh, no, to. they do. Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, oh well, no, the the other states have reciprocity. I got, you know, like I can go into Wisconsin and shit because Illinois is so, so much stricter. Like all, all my Illinois shit works in like the Midwest, but 
vice versa. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think it works the other way around. Yeah. Um, all my all my shits in Wisconsin now. Can you buy ammo again, or is there still just like a massive shortage? I mean, I I buy I buy at least one box of forty five, three eighty nine millimeter, twenty two, and uh, thirty out six every time I go to the store. So. Uh, no, no big shortages here in rural Indiana, but I don't know about. Other well, I, I don't, I have, I stocked up on exact everything that you just named actually like a long time ago. So I have a ton of that. Um, but I, I know my, there's like a, there's an AR 15 in Wisconsin that is low on ammo. Cause you just couldn't find any um, like last year or the year before. It's not as plentiful as some of the others, but we do have it around here. But yeah, the the two two threes aren't aren't as aren't as easy to find as as some of the other stuff. Nine millimeter was tough to find there for a while, and that that's come back where it's not it's not a problem. Uh, three eighty was the same way. Like three eighty was virtually impossible to find anywhere other than ordering it online for about six months, and now now they they pretty well have a a decent stock of that in in store, almost almost every time i go so i'm like a, a lot of this stuff is starting to come back uh slowly but surely that's good it might make some nice stocking stuffers for christmas <laughs> absolutely everybody loves ammo <sighs> all right so um as we were talking about it's been a while since our last episode and that is definitely on me i didn't have i stayed at this fucking hotel in merida for the last uh couple of nights and it was just like the, the internet just wasn't working for the first day, like entire day. And then like the second day, it was like kind of working, but it wouldn't have been a, a good, a good setup. It was just not the place you want to be um, recording or doing anything of the sort. So, and then we had the holidays. So hopefully everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. And over that period of time, quite a lot has happened, um, or at least the potential for a lot has happened. We had... Um, Elon Musk like, taking over Twitter, reinstating certain accounts, namely the uh, former president of the United States, Donald Trump. And that was like, a, I remember that was like a huge deal. And of course, I was in Holbosch at the time, and there's just like really shitty internet connections. So I was like trying to, to read up on all this stuff and see if there were any tweets coming out from trump and it's just so funny that he can't he can't bring himself to do it because he's got the fucking truth social thing and it's like i, I remember thinking about this i was like i don't know if he's actually going to be able to bring himself to tweet this because that would be an admission that truth social is a fucking failure and nothing donald trump ever does fails i mean everything's tremendous it's the best and so he is just having a hell of a fucking time mentally because you know he wants to fucking tweet he announced that he's running for re-election that was the other thing that took place right yeah so he will be running in 2024 but he's not going to be using twitter apparently or at least he's gonna hold off as long as he can to find and find some like excuse to um to use it that doesn't make him look like he he failed with true social does what what are the numbers like on true social like i haven't created an account i haven't been on there so i, I really don't know like, i, I yeah. need another fucking platform uh communication thing like i need a hole in the head i already can't keep up with all this shit 
And um, this past weekend, I was at this this uh, festival here in PV, the uh, Mariposa Freedom Festival. I spoke at it on Sunday. That was a good time. But everyone's like on Telegram. They're like, oh, yeah, like, what's your tele? Get on Telegram. I'm like, oh, dude, I can't. I already got fucking Signal and WhatsApp and Discord and Facebook and Instagram. And f- I, I can't do another thing. I'm not very good at all those other things. Anyway, like it's too much for me. I need somebody to manage all this shit for me. I I've got I've got Telegram, but I don't use it. I've got Signal, but that's only for like a couple particular group chats that I'm in. Like I'm in a I'm in a dozen Discords, but I only actually pay attention to like four of them. I, it yeah, there's just too much. And there was like Parlor, and I I checked out Parlor and. Then it got like removed from the app stores and stuff. So I just moved on from that. Apparently it's back, but I don't know. I haven't paid attention to it. There was another one that was, what was, before Truth Social, there was another one that had come on and everybody was jumping onto that real briefly, but then uh, it kind of flashed in the pan, faded away. Uh, I don't know. I used to post on like everything. I had I had an account on Mines and all kinds of other stuff. And I just... <laughs> You need that. There's just too much. <laughs> you need that thing, the woof from the office or whatever that just goes to all of these different fucking accounts at once every time you you uh, send something out. Uh, yeah, I I just can't keep up with it, and so I have no idea how Truth Social is doing. My guess is it sucks. Um, there was there is this account on um, on Twitter that posts old Donald Trump tweets. And those have been fucking amazing. Did I lose you? All right. Well, that's going at two seconds a clip. That's interesting. I don't know if uh, if I'm still recording. Justin is frozen and the clock is counting down at two second intervals. Never seen that before. Let's see if Justin comes back on. He just he just dropped off. But um, anyway, the uh, the Donald Trump announcement to run for presidency. I know this is like. You know, it's all old stuff now. It's like two weeks old. So I apologize for that. But uh, I don't think it's very surprising. I think people were expecting him to run. But man, did it not. It did not seem like it landed to me. I listened to his his whole speech. Um, You know, I won't say it was like low. I know like MSNBC and shit were like, oh, this is so low energy or whatever. I, I I guess it was like low energy for for Trump, but it just seemed like, uh, yeah, it just seemed flat, I guess. Like people don't, he does not have the same energy that he had a few years ago. And whether or not that's because of just the Trump fatigue or the fact that people seem to prefer Ron DeSantis in 2024, I don't know. I think DeSantis would be the better play. I'm not surprised that Trump is running though. Like, I mean, he's... He is tone deaf in, in that regard. Like he still thinks everybody fucking loves him. And I think I think a lot of people have soured on him. A lot of people have. I I you know, I don't really want him to run for I actually I do want him to run again. That, that I was thinking back to the 2016 campaign and just how fucking hilarious that was. Um and the the Dave Chappelle SNL thing kind of reminded me a lot of that. You know, I'd sort of forgotten about it, just how fucking unbelievable it was. But to have him run with um with Ron DeSantis, hey Justin's back, would be would be pretty funny. You're back. 
Are you muted? No, I can't hear you though. Uh, give me. Oh, there, you there you go. Yeah. So I was just. Uh, hopefully, my end was recording. It was weird. The clock is like counting down. It's like skipping every two seconds. But um, uh, I was just talking about uh, Trump's re-election uh, campaign speech or whatever. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. No, I'm getting a phone call. This perfect. is perfect. What a goddamn disaster. You see what happens when we take two weeks off. We just forget how to do this. <laughs> so he's gone. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep going. So I think it would be funny to watch Donald Trump campaign again, but I, I wouldn't have high hopes for him. I, I think his uh, I think his time in the spotlight is over. What say you, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell? Yeah, I think it's time for Trump to hang it up. I do, I do think it, it's time for the Republican Party to move on from him. Um, I, I don't see there being any particularly positive outcome of him running. Um, I think I think the midterms kind of showed that, not in the way that the Democrats seem to think that it did, but like it's definitely not been a uh, positive thing. I've I've got to run. <laughs> I've got people working on the furnace next door, so now I got to go over there. All right. Good talking to you. Are you coming back? Yeah, I'll be I'll be back. It'll be about 15 minutes probably. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think that um I, I do want him to run just purely from an entertainment perspective. Uh politically, I think it's a horrible move for uh him to do it. But I gotta say, you know, um just taking pleasure in the misery of others and watching him campaign again. And just seeing him on the debate stage would be amazing from, a, you know, just a selfish standpoint um, from me. You know, I'd like to see that. It would give me good podcast material and just a good a good laugh. But I, at a minimum, I want him back on Twitter. Uh, I'm real sad that he was he's so fucking stubborn that he will not um, get back and, and start tweeting. I wonder how long he can uh, he can hold off for. I really wonder how long, especially if you're going to actually try to run for president and Twitter was his biggest uh, asset as um, as a candidate, how he's going to how he's going to walk that line. I mean, he's going to have a hard enough time with, you know, people preferring DeSantis and just he seems to have like a toxicity about him now that he didn't have before. Um, he was very polarizing, but the the people that he was pulling into his uh, his polar zone don't seem to really uh, want want to be uh, pulled in that direction anymore. I think they're they're all leaning toward DeSantis as a better option, and so I I, I don't know this this whole campaign just seems like it's going to be a very weak weak attempt to sort of stay relevant. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O 
O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code fiction. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. Go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. All right. So I don't remember exactly where I left off. Something about, you know, Trump running and it being a really bad idea because of Ron DeSantis. But (laughs) I thought the, um, the reinstatement of him on Twitter was kind of interesting because Elon Musk put it to a Democratic vote. And I know a lot of people thought that that was a cop-out. I kind of thought it was a troll. And I was really hoping, what I wanted to have happen was Donald Trump lost the popular vote. And then Elon's like, yep, I'm putting him in anyway. I'm, I'm reinstating him anyways, because fuck your democracy. But um, he turns out he won by a very slim margin too, 50, like 52% or something. Was it 52-48 final? It was 52-48 final. Uh, at one point, it was not even close. It was like, uh, it was in the 60s, low to mid 60s to you know, like 30 something. And then apparently all the, uh, all the bots got mobilized like in the, around like the, uh, three to four or three to four hours left in the poll all the bots got mobilized and and like made it a lot closer than what it was you know like in the very similar to the 2020 election like out of nowhere you just get all of these votes against four o'clock in the morning oh look what i I found uh the exact number of votes that we needed to to swing this our way Um, i wonder how, how much control elon actually had over those bots though maybe he made it close for uh, just to make it more entertaining. I don't know. Did you see all the uh, all the the bots or the NPCs anyway that are kind of funny that Elon Musk gets to decide how half a billion people communicate? That's way too much power for one eccentric billionaire to have. Like, and that was verbatim across like there were dozens upon dozens of that exact same post. Like, man, just. Y'all aren't even good at covering up the fact that you're just copy pasta in this thing, <laughs> yeah. spamming it everywhere. Yeah, there's um somebody put together a clip of, I, I think I saw it on like Instagram or something the other day of every fucking news story covering some story that was very dangerous to our democracy, and it was just like one person would start talking and then they'd add in another tile from a different station, and then there's like 35 stations and they're all saying the exact same fucking thing at the exact same time, word it, for it, word. Like there yeah. is that no no room for. Uh, for your own interpretation of what you're supposed to say. Like you have to be on script to a T. Yeah. And I I mean, I don't understand. (laughs) It's really funny to watch them freak out about this. And it's not like Elon Musk taking over Twitter was ever threatening their ability to use Twitter. Like he's not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to ban all these like retarded liberal accounts, all these social justice warriors. No, no. He's just saying, I'm going to let everybody, but apparently Alex Jones speak, which we can get to that in a second. But I, I just find it so funny that what they're so worried about is not that they're not going to be able to use these platforms. It's that other people that they're afraid of are going to be able to talk again. Well, and all I've heard for the past two weeks is how much 
uh, racism and hate speech and all of this stuff is like running rampant on Twitter. And I kind of run in the circles where if that was happening, I would be seeing it and I don't see it at all. I'm like, I, I almost feel like I need to start being racist and creating hate speech just so that there is some because it's not there. Yeah, I haven't noticed any difference in Twitter, to be perfectly honest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wish I wish it was a lot different. I wish Donald Trump was tweeting. Um, for now, I guess, like I said, we'll have to deal with the um, the old Donald Trump tweets that are just fucking classic. There's so many good ones. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that that was a very a lot of people thought it was a cop out for him to leave it to a vote. You know, and if it didn't go his way, then he would have an excuse for not doing it, for not putting Trump back on. I I thought it was hilarious. You see like AOC freaking out, all these proponents who claim. I mean, we always talk about how they don't actually believe in democracy. And they're like, you're going to leave this up to a vote? The guy that incited violence on January 6th? <laughs> it's like, dude, you either believe in democracy or you don't. Like, you can't, you don't get to have it both ways where it's like... um we can put this to a vote and democracy is amazing, but we can't put it to vote because this guy's too dangerous or something. And his literal uh, his literal tweets from January 6th were stuff like, don't be violent, be peaceful, respect the Capitol Police, like all like oh, nothing but that was about, after things had already started. Nothing about his tweets were inciting violence in any way. But yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of that, we had uh, we had a couple mass shootings as well over the past uh, two weeks or so. One that seemed to get a lot of play and, you know, it was blamed on dangerous right wing rhetoric. And then one that didn't seem to get a lot of play. And I wonder why that second mass shooting didn't seem to make the rounds and it didn't generate the outrage and it wasn't blamed on rhetoric for some reason. Well, in the first one, uh, petered out pretty quick as soon as the guy came out as non-binary. Right. That was a, another great fucking moment where it was just like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, he's non-binary. He's a they, them. And now all of a sudden they have no idea what to do. Everyone's like, well, you, you know, you really believe he's saying that or is he just doing that to like get away with this, get to get out of the hate crime charges? And it's like, you idiots, it doesn't matter. The point is anybody can just fucking say that and you have to honor it. You've painted yourself into this fucking corner where you have to be like, oh, well, he's a they them now. So now we're not mad. We can't be mad anymore. Well, and then they had the interview with his dad, but then all the stuff started coming out of, about his dad, about how he's like methed out. And he's been like an actor on uh, intervention and divorce court and all kinds of other stuff. And like, so once all like they tried to do like an interview with his dad, which was it could not have been more staged and the questioning could not have been more pointed. And the way he was answering could not have been more scripted to make it seem like like he was some sort of right wing nut job and that his son was just like just a chip off the old block. And then all the stuff started coming out about him and what a like methed out psychopath he is and all the like acting and stuff he's done. Like this dude's a paid crisis actor. And like all the, as soon as all that stuff started to come out, then the whole thing just disappeared. It was like nothing ever happened. And it was, it was just all gone. Like, you know, 
if you're gonna try to sell us this lie like don't abandon ship on it as soon as we start calling you out on it like you know at least make it seem legit like as soon as you just give up because we figured it out that's like saying hey yeah you were right sorry we fucked up on this one we'll try we'll do better next time yeah it did it's it's crazy to watch this happen but that that was just the ultimate I mean, I have no idea whether or not this guy actually identified as a they, them uh, non-binary before this happened. Or maybe it was an epiphany after he killed a bunch of people at the nightclub. He decided that he was non-binary, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. And that's what's so beautiful about it. It's delicious uh, from that regard that it just shows you how ridiculous their viewpoint is. Like, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And, I, you know, obviously it's a fucking tragic event where this guy goes into a, a nightclub. How many people did he kill? I can't remember. But there was, you know, there was like some uh, that was the one where there was an army veteran there. Right. That just started kicking the shit out of him and like beating him with his own gun. Yeah, he yeah. His, his like his booking photos, his face is all bloodied up and beat up like he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, would have been a lot worse if it weren't for, yeah, it was like that guy and then like his, you know, one other dude, I guess, uh, took this, uh, they, them, took they, them on. (laughs) Um, I was watching uh, some other video of this like Italian guy, I think he was like a comedian, and he's like, I'm I'm really having trouble with this non-binary shit because I was going to have, I invited a friend over for dinner and he said he was going to bring a friend. And something he's like, he, you know, they are coming kind of thing. And so he thought like a bunch of people were coming over for dinner and it just turned out to be one other person. And he had all this extra food. (laughs) It's just like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Why? I mean, it's great comedy, but Jesus, dude, this is like the dumbest um, timeline to be alive on. It's incredible how fucking stupid this shit's getting. And then did we go through the uh, the ninety seven different ways you can identify yourself for your uh, for applying for the transgender uh, like income in San Francisco? Oh no! But I I saw that article. <laughs> There's ninety. How many different ways? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Why don't they just come up with three more? Make it a nice even hundred. You know, and the really funny thing about that list was a full third of that list. We just made up nonsense words like they, those are not actual words. I did find I did find my sexual identity in that list, though. Uh, you can identify as aggressive. And that is that is 100 percent me. Like that's so that's that's whenever I go to get my driver's license renewed. I'm, instead of male, I'm going to have them put on their aggressive. Like that's that's my driving style. That's my sexual preference. Aggressive all the way around. Oh, and then you can't be, you know prosecuted for that like yeah, it's just my identity i can't help it <laughs> it's just how i am sorry oh my god what a fucking clown world and it's just so it's so funny to just watch it just fall flat on its face that that whole narrative that they were going with and then have it having them like in real time like it comes through on the ticker his lawyer is telling us that he's a they them non-binary guy or whatever not a guy um, and they're just like, uh, oh, oh, okay. I'm not exactly sure how to handle this one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Because it, you've 
painted yourself into this retarded corner that you can't escape now. And it's so funny to watch them struggle with it. And then you have like a few days later, it was a Walmart uh, employee, right? Walmart employee goes into Walmart and shoots the place up. Now, he was, as far as I know, not a they them, but he was a person of color. And that really uh, threw a wrench in their narrative. You First of all, you think Walmart. Uh, where was it again? Was that in? No, that wasn't in Virginia. That was somewhere. Uh, there was one that happened in Virginia. That was, I think it was in Virginia. Was a, the, Virginia was the black student on uh, uh, UVA. Hang on. Okay. I feel like it was a, a Walmart in the South. And <laughs> you're picturing, you know, some... Uh, some white dude with three names and then it turns out to be a uh minority person and wow did they not run with that story pretty pretty unbelievable how fucking pathetic these uh these people are uh, just report the fucking story how about that or don't report it but I, you know, there's a, the argument where you don't want to prop these guys up and give them all this fame blah 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 okay but if you're going to report on it, just you don't have to come up with these narratives to suit your political agenda. I, these reporters are fucking despicable. They have no regard for human life or like how much damage they can do by lying about these stories. They've done a tremendous job of of destroying cities in the past. You know, they do this in yeah, we've seen this with all of these riots that they've essentially called, you know, the hands up, don't shoot thing. They could, they've tried to cause riots in Chicago several times by rolling with these bullshit narratives. Uh, you know, the Jussie Smollett thing. It really is just uh, path absolutely pathetic what they, um, what they're willing to do and how they're willing to twist these stories in order to fit a political agenda. But Anyway, um, back to the the Twitter thing. We got to wrap here in about ten minutes or so because I have to um, interview Mikkel Thorpe, which I'm really looking forward to. I'll be doing that interview this afternoon, and then I'll probably put that out after this episode. I want to get this one out because we're already like a week late with it. So, uh, but the the thing that's been driving me crazy about the um, the Twitter reinstatement of all these accounts. And I know he, uh, Elon Musk reinstated like a ton of accounts that had been taken down for various reasons. He, he refuses to reinstate Alex Jones. Now I haven't listened to Alex Jones really ever. I mean, the only time I would hear him is when clips start circulating or something, you know, like five, 10 minutes of his show here and there. But the I, you know, the idea that you're gonna run this free speech platform and let everybody else back on but this one guy seems unbelievably ridiculous and hypocritical to me. I, I mean, it's free speech or it's not. And he keeps tweeting out about Elon keeps tweeting out about how free speech is like the bedrock of society. And if we lose it here, we're gonna lose it everywhere, and it'll be the fall of civilization, blah, 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 blah. But if you talk about kids, Elon will not put you back on because one of his kids um, died. At, I think it was like 
either shortly after birth or maybe it was a stillborn. It might have been a stillborn, but a real sad story. And I I understand that uh, what what um, Alex Jones said offends him, but that's that's the fucking point of free speech. It's not a free speech as long as you're not offended. It's you can say whatever you want, you know, short of threatening somebody or threatening violence against somebody. Okay, but the idea that just because this offends you personally, you're not going to let him back on is just the most ridiculous thing. And he's like, I'm not going to let anybody use kids as, um, you know, a way of generating money or fame or getting more views or something like that. And I'm like, and he says, because he lost a, a kid. And as tragic as that is, it seemed to me like he was using his kid to justify not letting this guy on the back on the platform. And he needed some justification for it. And so he's like, I'm not going to let people use their kids for some sort of gain. And to me, it looked like he was using his dead kid for a gain because he needed to come up with a justification and his kid provided that for him. So I don't know if you heard anything that I've been talking about. Yeah, Justin's I heard you. Again. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, is that not just the most ridiculous thing to to not let Alex Jones on because he said something that offended you? Especially when the like the evidence against Alex Jones is so flimsy anyway. Like what was he saying that was I get that it was insensitive, but it wasn't necessarily like I mean, there's still questions around the whole incident. Like, there's still a lot of questions around a lot of these school shootings and different events that have happened. Um, You know, God forbid you talk about the Las Vegas shooter. Like, you know, there are so many. That's the really weird one is the Vegas shooting. Yeah. There are so many questions and so many conspiracies and just so much weird around a lot of these things that it's like. How can you use that as the thing that you're going to hold against him to not allow him back on Twitter? Like, let him come back. And if he starts going on about some random, crazy, dumb bullshit, or if he does say something that's like legitimately harmful in some way, then be like, okay, like we tried, bye. Like you, you had your chance and, and you fucked it up, but like, can't just, I don't know that, that seems like uh kowtowing to the left. Like he, he let, Trump and Kanye and some of these others come back, but like that would have been a a uh, a step too far. Like he yeah, would have crossed the bridge too far, and yeah, it, he would have crossed the yeah. line that there was no coming back from with that. Yeah, it does just seem absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't have kids that I wasn't as offended by what he was doing or trying to do, but. I don't know, man. I just feel like if you're going to make all these claims about free speech being the bedrock of society, democracy, whatever, I don't see how you could shut somebody up because you didn't like something that they said. He didn't threaten anybody. 
like he didn't you know he didn't uh threaten violence or to send people to go attack these uh, parents or anything because he thought they were crisis actors he just put forth a a theory he just said words that was it like nothing else was done although twitter does seem to be living up to the protecting children and uh that kind of thing have you seen the since a lot of these uh wokesters who were in the business of censoring and canceling uh all the people who trump or who uh, elon has let back on since they all got fired from twitter elon has put a huge emphasis on cleaning up the child porn problem that twitter had like they've they've really gone um they've really gone on full alert with trying to clean that up so that's that has been very uh, encouraging like that's something good to see there there were multiple stories about like actual victims of child porn who requested that twitter take the content down and twitter's just like no fuck you we're not doing that and so and they've actually started cleaning a lot of that stuff up okay yeah i'll uh i'll have to take your word for that on that one what was going on with this uh balencia shit is that am i saying that right Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Yeah, there was some kind of disturbing images from them that went out on their, both on their Instagram and their Twitter pages with like toddlers holding these, uh, I'm trying to think of what the, like bears that are dressed in BDSM gear. And then some of the other pictures had like, purses and stuff sitting on like a desk but if you look at like the, you look at the desk and it has like court documents from um like supreme court cases about child pornography and pedophilia and stuff like that like like you don't just and then some of the uh then what's her name uh lada uh Volkova is the primary stylist for balenciaga and she's got some really trippy, like freaky shit with uh, like books that she has in the background of pictures of hers and stuff. And like when you go look into what's in those books, like it's a lot of like very uh, borderline child pornographic type stuff and imagery. And like a lot of this is, and some kind of even <laughs> like it goes a little far from my likings, even as a deeply religious person, but there's a lot of stuff that like seems almost like borderline demonic and satanic about some of the stuff. Like it's fucking crazy. And then that's opened up a whole other can of worms where um, now there's stuff that it's, uh, if you just search the hashtag fashion gate on Twitter, it'll bring up all kinds of stuff. Like there's, uh, there's these like photo shoots from Vogue that are pretty fucking psychotic, uh, bizarre, L uh L E or L whatever you want to call it like it's just just search the search the hashtag fashion gate and apparently the fashion industry is all about uh child pornography and stuff like that not good I mean go fucking figure right but it's yeah this shit's gotten like insane and the way it's all kind of coming out and coming to the surface and and there's actually been like significant pushback against it. Like people, there's been legitimate outrage about this stuff. And so, so then Balenciaga just completely deleted their Twitter and Instagram accounts. Like 
Not not issued an apology and took the stuff down. Like they deleted their accounts entirely. They just wiped it all out. It's like holy shit. Like that if that's not an admission of guilt, I you know, it, it looks looks really bad when you just completely scrub everything. I just can't believe that it can get past that many people and they think that this is like an acceptable thing to do. Like any you know. I haven't even seen. Do you have those images? You want to pull them up real quick? You still have them? Uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got some of them. Uh, some of them are handy, and others I can pull up real real quick. Uh, you can give me. Can I share your screen. Yeah. Oh, do I got to give it to you? Yeah. Hang on here. Let's see how quickly we can do this because we got to go. Oh, I guess I got to make you the host, huh? All right. Oh yeah. You're the host now. Go ahead. All right. Let's. Uh... Because yeah, I haven't seen these yet, so I'm so just here's the here's the Balenciaga uh, toddlers holding the BDSM bears, okay. and this one, if you zoom in on this one, the the bear has black like has two black eyes, like um I, like this is some real fucked up shit. And then here's the imagery where uh, this is like the purse, but if you zoom in on the paperwork underneath the purse, this is from a uh, U.S. Supreme Court case about pornography and sex between children and stuff like that. Like this is some really jacked up shit. And then we can uh, check out the Fashion Gate stuff. These are some of the images from Vogue with some of their like satanic, demonic, crazy shit. So, so, so it wasn't actually kids dressed in BDSM stuff. They were holding bears dressed in BDSM stuff. Yeah. Is and the, it, this is a fashion company or whatever. Do they make that stuff in kids' sizes? And that's so like instead of putting it on kids, they're putting it on these dolls. Like I don't understand what don't the know. what the goal is here. I don't know. This is the uh, this is the primary designer for Balenciaga. Oh, she looks completely sane, right? They, them, yeah, whatever. It looks very normal. Yeah, uh, she, she's got those scary fucking eyes. She, this is this is from her Instagram. She her, uh, hashtag her name is Lada Volkova. This is her the uh, hashtag that she uses for this picture is Cannibal Lada. Yeah, she looks like a fucking lunatic, man. All right, <laughs> all right. I I mean I don't know what else to really say about that. We got to wrap though because I I gotta go um, interview Mikkel. So maybe we'll uh, follow back up if there's any more fallout from that. We can talk about this China stuff on the next episode because we didn't have time to get to that today. But uh, thank you all so very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Become a supporting listener to the show. We will link to that in the description. We can do a happy hour. Are we doing a happy hour this Friday, right? Yeah, I think we are. So uh, supporting listeners get invited to that. And if you can do all that for us, we will be back later this week with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you all know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.